I was asked to speak on prayer this morning uh, for five minutes. So I'm going to give you a very short, quick run through. Um, so what do you do when you're a desperate preacher? You go online, don't you? And I found a website which had various different ways in which we pray, and I thought it was really helpful. And I've not picked all nine out, I've just picked five out. So this morning I'm going to talk about five ways in which we pray. And there are all ways in which we pray uh, pretty well every day, I guess. But uh, let's see how we get on. So the first prayer is a prayer of intercession. Who's no one's, who knows what a prayer of intercession is? Gosh, you're Anglicans. Come on, guys. <laughs> Well, a prayer of intercession is when we pray on behalf of others, and we always have a prayer of intercession at this church. Um, there are many examples in the Bible, but the very best one, I think, is, the, is the, uh, the prayer that Jesus prays for all believers in John 17. Everybody knows that one, don't they? Yes, some nods. Well done, Wendy. Wendy's nodding. And it's a beautiful prayer, and it says this, My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. And all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so the world may believe that you have sent me. That's Jesus praying for us today. All believers in the future. I think that's an amazing prayer. So Jesus has prayed for us. Now, I don't know what you do in intercessions at home, but every day, um, Laura and I pray for, before our supper, we pray for people in need, and we have a bit of a list. We're probably going to have to have a piece of paper eventually, because more and more people keep getting added. And we've, we see, we've seen answers to this. We have seen answers. We're praying particularly for those who are sick in, in mind or body, and also people who have been recently bereaved. So we have this list, and people go on it. And we're also regularly prayed for by a couple in Bristol. And do you know what? It, it makes such a difference to know that we're prayed for. It makes a huge difference. And every quarter I get, a, I get a, an email through, what are your needs over the next three months? Well, I don't know, but here's what's going on in my life. So if you feel called to pray in that way, please do. It's really important. And do tell people. Who here sometimes says, oh, well, I'll pray for you? Yeah. Just... And I remind myself, just make sure we do. Because it's easy to say and harder to do. Um, I was particularly like Brother Ramon. Who's heard of Brother Ma- Ramon? Who, yes, some people in this church heard of Brother Ramon uh, was a, a, a Franciscan monk and he lived largely in, in, a, in a, a monastery near, near Worcester. And what he, he was a hermit. And now you might think that's a bit of a waste of time being a hermit. But what Brother Ramon did was he had a radio and he listened to the news, and he interceded on behalf of the world every day. That was his role. God had called him to that. I think that's an amazing ministry, and some of us, we may not be able to do all sorts of things, but we can pray, and praying intercessions is so important. The next type of prayer is prayers of worship, and this is worshipping God and the Lord for who he is. It's recognising God's power and majesty. Some of these prayers are actually found in the Anglican liturgy. The Anglican liturgy is great. Yes, look excited. <laughs> it really is brilliant. It's biblical. It's wonderful. The Anglican, that's why I'm an Anglican. It's so good. And we have all these prayers in there, worshipping God. I'll give you an example from Revelation. Um, Revelation 4. Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory, honour and power. For you created all things and by your will they existed, were created. That's recognising God as our creator. It's a wonderful, wonderful way of praying. Perhaps you go to Revelation, Revelation 4 later on and pray that prayer. Prayer can also be in the form of worship and praise. And our first hymn, actually, 
was that. It was a prayer of worship. Now, I'm currently learning the viola. I know, everybody's thinking, poor Laura. (laughs) Well, I can actually, after six months, I can actually play melodies, which is really nice. And I found I can play the old hymns. So I sit there and I I play. I'm I'm really into greatest life faithfulness at the moment. But of course, that's reminding me of who God is. Great is God's faithfulness to me. Do you know, it's wonderful. I love playing it. I play it pretty well every day. Great is thy faithfulness. And it doesn't sound too bad, apparently, according to Laura. But if you're not musical, you'll certainly get the Sunday hymns appearing in your mind. Who does that? Sometimes it's called an earworm, apparently. That's the latest thing. Well, instead of sort of swatting them away from your ear, oh, no, not that, not that song again, enjoy it. Enjoy Greatest Thy Faith. I've, I've put that in your mind now, haven't I? Enjoy that later today. But the best prayer of worship is doing what Hebrews thirteen fifteen says. And it says this, Through him, then, let us constantly offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is, the fruit of our lips acknowledge his name. This is a living prayer. Often at the end of communion, we commit ourselves to be living sacrifices. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? We go out to become living sacrifices. I'm not sure we've got it today, but I love that prayer. We're being sent out. And then there's the prayer of thanksgiving. This is the third one. And this is praising God for everything that we've been given. Of course, it's very closely associated with worship, but it is different. It's so easy when we pray for things and God answers our prayers in a magnificent way, we don't praise him, we don't thank him. It was great to hear Phil today. We've been praying about that roof, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely we have. (laughs) And that prayer has been answered. It really is an answer to prayer. And we thank God today for that answer. It's so easy, isn't it? It's like receiving a gift at Christmas and just actually not saying anything. It's quite rude, really, isn't it? And then there's prayers of faith and confession. And this is found in James 5, 13 to 16. When we pray in faith, we are reaffirming, what, reaffirming our faith in God's will. It's not our will, but God's will. We're kind of conceding ourselves to what he has for us. James 5, 13 16. If any one of you is in trouble, let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Who's happy this morning? Yeah, let's sing songs of praise. Marvellous. Is anyone sick? There were some prayers earlier on, weren't there, for people like Margie. We pray for them. Let them call on the elders of the church to pray over them. Anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. We will have some confession later on. We have confession. I always say, I I love confession. Every week we have the opportunity to get ourselves right with God. Isn't that marvellous? I sometimes, I used to preach in the Baptist church. I always put in confession in the Baptist church because I said it's such a good thing. It needs to be in every church. And then there's the prayer of the Holy Spirit, Romans 8, 26, 27. Sometimes if we're going in, having a really difficult time where we feel so far away from God, we are promised that the Holy Spirit will intercede on our behalf. Romans 8 says this, In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself intercedes through wordless groans, and he who searches our hearts 
knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So when you're all in, just ask the Holy Spirit to pray for you, pray with you. It's so needed that at times. We should pray for the Holy Spirit every day anyway. But this is when we're feeling particularly perhaps done in. There's no other word to describe it. Done in. Getting close to the end now. Prayer is about communication. Prayer is a relationship with God. And how we do it individually is between us and God. To have a full relationship with someone, you need to communicate. It's both ways, isn't it? We have to listen as well as speak. And spending time with God in prayer is really important because we have that opportunity to listen and bring our needs and concerns. Jesus often went alone, didn't he? Remember from the New Testament, Jesus often went alone to pray to his Father. He has set the example for us. I was thinking, is there an example for this? Well, on fr- Friday's my special day, uh, because on Friday afternoon I picked Rose up, our granddaughter. And when we come out, and she said, she, I said, what we've been doing today, she's not, she's not at the teenager stage yet, where she goes, she just grunts, she doesn't do that. She chatters. And she chatters away, and she tells me all about her day. I have to prize her a bit, you know, sort of, well, what else have you been doing? What else have you been doing? And we sit there, and we have a good little conversation. And on Friday, we were sat on the swings, and she was nattering away to me, and I was listening, and I was talking to her. And that's a bit like our relationship with our Heavenly Father. He wants to hear us. (laughs) He wants to hear what we've been doing in the day. He loves to hear all that sort of thing. It's so important, and we can chatter away, and, and, and God will, of course, speak to us as well and reaffirm us. So how do we, do, how do we go about our prayer? Well, there's so many different people here. We've all got different ways of doing it. Some people start off the day, they have a sort of a long, quiet time. I know people do that. Um, some people like me, they, I tend to pray during the day, uh, pray before meetings, phone calls, in the car, on my bike, walking around. It's just the, that's, that's my habit. I do have some time in the morning as well. And the great thing about prayer is it actually changes stuff. Do you believe that? Yes. Better, better. <laughs> some of you know, my sister prayed for me for nine years uh, to become a Christian, me and Laura. Um, well, it took nine years, so bless her faithfulness. And that's the other thing, don't give up. Don't ever give up praying. I'm going to end with the Thessalonians reading I asked to be read earlier. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstance, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Pray without ceasing. Amen. Amen.